Perak Tes, Mishnah Aleph, we're holding at the final Perak of the Sechta Nazir. Hagayim ain't lehem naziris, a guy does not have naziris, as the Pasuk says, Dabriel b'nei Yisrael. Klal Yisrael have the concept of naziris, a guy has no naziris. Nashim, women, the avadim and an avid servant, yesh lehem naziris, they do have naziris. As the Pasuk says, ish oyisha kiyafli linder neder nazir, that a woman also could accept naziris upon herself. And now the Pasuk says, Dabrel b'nei Yisrael ve'amarta aleim, speak to Klai Yisrael and say to them. What's the extra words of ve'amarta aleim, say to them? It's coming to include avadim as well, servants as well. Chomer b'nashim mi be'avadim. Nashim women have a stringency that avadim servants don't have with Naziris. And that is, shu kofes avdo, a master can force his eved to transgress the Naziris and drink wine and be against his will. But a husband cannot force his wife to transgress the Naziris. In other ishto, a husband cannot force his wife to transgress the Naziris. Elam can mayfer, he could go ahead and annul it as long as he annuls her Naziris the day that she took the Naziris upon herself. That he has the power to do. But once that day passes, he cannot force her to go ahead and transgress the Naziris. In a ishto, he cannot force her. Now, Avadim servants have a stringency that women don't have. Shehu, that a husband can go ahead and be made for a null, the Naziris that his wife took upon herself, again, as long as he does it, the day that, he, the day that she took the Naziris upon herself, he heard it and nullified it. He nullifies her Naziris. But a master cannot nullify the, the Naziris of a servant. So even though you can force him to go ahead and transgress the Naziris, you cannot force, he cannot go ahead and nullify the Naziris of his servant. Because the master cannot force him to, to nullify his Naziris, right? So meaning, again, the master could force him to transgress the Naziris, but the master has no power to nullify it. So if the master is not forcing him to transgress the Naziris, then the Naziris is intact. And if the Evid says, please nullify it for me, he says, I can't nullify it for you. The most I can do is force you to transgress it. But I can't nullify it for you. And therefore, the, if the master is not nullifying it, the Evid is obligated to complete his Naziris. Hefer le'ishtoi, hefer olamas. If a husband nullifies the Naziris for a wife, hefer olamas is nullified forever. Meaning, she nidre ina nefesh, she hefer abal, uh, Naziris falls under the category of Nidre Iyanefesh. Nidarim promises that, that afflict one, oneself. Therefore, a husband has the power to be made for to nullify it. Once he nullifies it, this Naziris, before him, Lagarmi, they are nullified entirely. Even after she leaves his Rishus, his domain. But Hefer Laavdo, if he nullifies it for the servant, meaning he forces, right? Shakafo, so he forces the servant to transgress the Naziris. So then Yatza, once the servant goes Lachiris to freedom, how you marshal Nizirusa, he still has to complete his Nizirus that he originally accepted upon himself. Um Panav, lastly, if the if the servant if after the Evet, the servant took Nazirus upon himself, Barach Mirabi, he ran away from his master. So now there'll be Machlaikas. Remeir, Omer Lo Yishte. Remeir says he can't drink the wine, meaning he's got he's gotta keep his Nazirus. Fabiosi Omer Yishe, he could drink the wine. And the Gemara explains the Machlokas as follows. 
According to Reb Meir, Kohen we give a kanas, a fine. She came Nazirus, the evidence to fulfill his Nazirus. Why? Kadeshi eats tari, she'll be in pain. Rabbi, then he'll go back to his master. Because only his master could be Yachufa, so could force him to transgress his Nazirus. And, 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 and permit him to drink wine. To permit him to drink wine. And therefore, Meir says, don't drink the wine. So he'll be forced to go back to his master. He'll be in pain. He can't drink the wine. He'll be forced to go back to his master. And only his master will be able to permit him to drink the wine by forcing him to transgress the Nazirs. Whereas Rabbi Yossi is so Rabbi Yossi holds, Shemutter knows permitted him to drink the wine, even not in front of his master, even though he ran away. Why? Because an avid servant, wherever he is, he's under the domain of, his, of, the, of the master. And therefore, of Aslo Nazirus, it's forbidden for him to be no Nazirus. Why is that? Because if he does, it'll make him weak. If it makes him weak, if it makes him weak, when he comes back to his master, he won't be able to serve him properly. So therefore, wherever the Evid is, he's really under the domain of the master. And therefore, he could, quote-unquote, drink the wine, because it's as if the master is forcing him. And we tell him to do this so that when he comes back to his master, he'll have strength and be able to serve his master properly. And that's the reasoning between a mayor and a biosi in this dispute of whether the Evid can drink wine or not drink wine when he, when he runs away from the master. Mishnah Bays, we have a brief introduction to learn the concept of Tumas Hatahom. So, what is Tumas Hatahom? If a person that becomes tummy from a corpse, it was hidden in a hidden place. No one in the world knows about this Tuma. After he became tummy by it, they find this corpse in its hiding place. The Allah is, this tumma is called Tumas Hatahom, the tumma of the depths, right? It's hidden. No one knew about it. As if it was buried somewhere in the depths of the of the world. It doesn't have to be buried, but we look at it like that because no one knew about this about this tumma. So how does this tumma work? The mission is going to teach us now, if a Nazar became tummy by Tumas Hatahom. He became tummy to something that he wasn't aware that he was tummy. Only afterwards he found out that he was tummy because they found this corpse, whatever the case was. So if this happened before the Giluach, before he cut his hair, right? Sorry, he became tummy before the haircut. But the tumah was only revealed after the haircut. The Allah is going to be that it does not destroy the Nazir that he counted until now. So let's see. Nazir Shagilach, a Nazir that went ahead and took his haircut. After he completed his Naziris, Vehevi Karbanos, he brought his Karbanos. and then afterwards, Acharkach, he found out, Shehu Tameh, that he became Tameh by a corpse during his Naziris. Says the Mishnah, Im Tumah if he became Tameh from Tumah Yadua, from known Tumah. Shehutah B'Tumah Sameis, he became Tameh from Tumah Sameis. Shehutah Yadua, of the other, everyone knew about it. Then Soser, it destroys the Naziris, he has to go back and start counting a new Naziris. So, he's got to start a new Naziris. But if it was, if he became Tameh from a Tumas Mace, that was not known to anybody in the world, like we just explained in the Mishnah, it was Tumas Hatahom. So, Eino Soser does not destroy his Naziris. And this matter is Halacha Mipiah Kabbalah. It's a Messorah given down to us. And it does not destroy his Naziris. Look at that. Okay. Imaj, okay, it says the Mishnah further. Imaj shalogilach ava, but im nodel nazir, if it was known to the nazir before he even went ahead and took the haircut, before he took his haircut, that he actually was tame, 
Whether he became Tame from a Tumyadua unknown Tuma. Whether he became Tame from a Tuma at home, the Tuma that was not known. So soon as Yerusha, it'll destroy the Naziris that he had until now. And the Gemara explains that a Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer that holds that the haircut is Ma'akiv. And should cause man as long as he didn't take his haircut, he didn't leave the category of his Naziris. And therefore, in this scenario, whether it's Tumas Hatahom, Tumas uh, Yudua, it destroys his Naziris. Whereas according to the Chachamim, since the blood, as long as the blood of one of the Karbanos was spritched on him, Shuv Enososer does not destroy his Naziris. Meaning, if he became Tummy from Tumas Hatahom during his Naziris, and it was not notified, it was not notified to him, uh, only until after the blood of one of the carbonos were spritzed one of the bloods uh, was spritzed on the mezbeach for his purpose he only found out after that even though he didn't get his haircut yet a no sosar does not destroy his naziris why? because one of the bloods was spritzed already and that suffices to complete his naziris even though he didn't get his haircut yet and even though now he's being notified, it does not destroy his Naziris, and Allah actually follows like the Chamim, like the lenient opinion. And the side point, the, the spritzing of the blood is not on him. The spritzing of the blood is on the Mizbeah. Okay, just keep that in mind. Alright, Ketzat. So says the Mishnah. What is the din of Tumas at home? So the, the Mishnah gives examples. Yerad Lizlo Bama'ara. He goes down uh, to a cave to dip. Meaning, the Nazir was actually a, he was Tami from Tumas, Sharet from a lighter Tumas. Tum of a, of a creepy crawling insect, or tumma acheres, or some other lighter tumma. She'ena shall It's not of a corpse, not of a dead body. So he went down to be toivel in uh, in the cave from his tumma, and the nimza comes out meis tafal pia ma'ara. After he dips in this uh, mikvah, nimza pia a mikvah. He finds at the mouth of the mikvah she'ena ma'ara in this cave. This corpse should tafal penei floated on top of the water. The safekim nitba b'meis alone nitba. So something is a doubt. Did he become Tamitid or not? Says the Mishnah Tame, he's Tame. If he should Tumiyaduhi, because this is a Tumiyadu, everyone knows about it. And the halach is, like we learned earlier, Safik Tumiyaduhi. If there's a doubt of Tumiyaduhi in a private domain, then we say Tame is Tame. Right? And the Mepharshim explain, um, and this is a, this mikvah is a Yachid, it's a private domain. And the Mepharshim explained that we, the Mishnah says, Yarad lit bol. He's going down to dip in this mikvah to teach us a Chiddush. Even the one is going down to the mikvah. His derech is to be medactic, to be very, very careful, and to make sure there's no tamar around. Nevertheless, here, since it's a suffix, he's going to be tamay. However, tumayaduhi, because we look at this as a tumayadu, as a known tamay. You find the corpse hidden and dug deep into the ground of the cave. So this is called tumasat home. No one knew about it. Yarad lahakir. If he went into the, into the cave, to cool himself down. He wasn't Tameh. He didn't go down to the cave. He wanted to cool himself down. Even in this example, he's not being careful at all from becoming Tameh. He's going to be Tar. Why? It was notified to him after he got his hair cut already. They became Tameh beforehand by this corpse. When he went down, when he was a Nazir to cool himself down in this cave. A no sosin is Yerusha does not it does not destroy Naziris. However, Tumas Hatahim because it's a Tumas Hatahim. This is the principle of Tumas Hatahim. Ve'im Yarad Lemaara, and if he went down to the cave, let Taher mit Tumas Meis to make himself pure from Tumas Meis, meaning 
The Nazar became Tommy from Tumas Mace. And he went down to dip in the uh, cave in the mikvah. And afterwards, in him to Mace, you find this corpse, hidden deep in the ground of the cave. So it's certainly Tumas Hatahom. Says the Mishnah, you're still going to be Tame. Why? Even though he wasn't notified on it until after he counted his Naziris and he took his haircut in the proper fashion. Why? Hariza Sosa Nazirus will destroy his Naziris. I, we just said to us at the home, does not destroy the Naziris. So here it's different. Why? Because the Mishnah says, We look at what status you were coming off. We put the Nazir on his Chazak, on his status. Meaning, what was this Nazir? He was Tame already. So he has a status of Tuma. Until he goes down to the mikvah and dips in the mikvah. So to take him out from his Tuma. Only one who is in the Chazak of Tar. So basically, in short, what it's saying here is like this. We just learned the whole principle of Tumas at the home is that even though he finds out that he was Tame after he took, off, after he took his haircut, we say that he's Tar. That's the whole Chiddush, the novelty of Tumas at the home. But that's only if his Chazakah status was that he was Tar until now. Then we keep him on his original status, on his original chazaka that he's tar. But if he was tamay, meaning what was the case? He went down to the cave, right? Um, the, let's see, what was the case? Yeah, the case is he was tamay already, right? There were two cases. If he just goes down to cool himself down in the cave, he was tar. He went to the cave to, to just cool himself down. So when he leaves, even though there was a tumas at the home there, he's still tar. Because what was he when he went down to the cave? He was tar. So when he comes out, he's still tar. Either was Tumas at the home, that's the whole Kiddush, that he remains tar. But if he went down, not to cool down in the cave, he went down because he was coming from a maze, from a corpse, and he went down to use the mikvah over there. And then he came out, quote-unquote, tar, because he came out of the mikvah, but he found out now that there was a Tumas, there was a tumas at the home there. Then the Tumas at the home principle does not apply, because since he was coming beforehand, he keeps his status of Tumas. And that's the underlying concept over here. Tumas at the home will only apply that the person that remains tahar only if he was tar beforehand. But if he was tummy beforehand, like in the case where he's going down, not to just cool down, but he's going down to, to the mikvah to dip himself in the mikvah to, to remove the tummy that he has from some other corpse, then we, he remains in a tummy state because since he was tummy before, he's still going to be tummy now, and the tumas at the home will not help him. All right, with that, we'll hold it here for Mishnah Bayes.